Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have the sacred stone. <laughs> oh, this new crazy mother. From SA to the USA, we're on Is the Techie Guy. Right, welcome to another episode of Talking Tech with the Techie Guy. My name is Liron Segev, and today we have the solution for anyone living in the Dallas area who is pretty much stuck without a vehicle that can carry big and heavy parcels. We're not talking about your normal Walmart shopping stuff, but we're talking about the big stuff. Um, this happens to me. I just arrived in the city. I had to move into my new apartment, and um, I, haven't ha- I don't have a vehicle at this stage. So what do I do? Well, someone who's got the solution, and something that's making really big waves around here, is Brenda Stoner, who is the CEO and founder from a company called Pickup. Hello, Brenda. Good morning. Excellent, excellent. So tell me about the service. Well, it's just as you described it. Um, there are many instances when you need help getting something large moved from point A to point B. And point A to point B for us may be up your stairs or it may be across town. So some anything from zero to about 50 miles uh, and anything that's uh, too large for you to handle by yourself. How did you come up with the concept? Because to me, this is, I mean, this is so obvious. I mean, it's just like, duh, we all need this. Um, you know, not all of us own these big, massive trucks that you can see around the Dallas area. Um, it, it, you know, we all, but we all know a buddy, you know. We all know somebody. And we kind of tap him on the shoulder and say, do you mind? Is it okay if I borrow the truck for the weekend? Um, I just need got some stuff to move. So how did you come up with the idea? I've been a business owner in Dallas for over 20 years, and anybody who owns a business or owns a home or even rents a home finds themselves in exactly that situation. And uh, it was about a year and a half ago, I needed to move a box of inventory from downtown to uptown, mm-hmm. and uh, I didn't have time to do it. I didn't have a large enough vehicle. It's about a three-by-three-by-three-foot box. Right. So you look for the options. What are the options to move a box same day? Uh, US, uh, the U- U.S. Postal Service won't even take a box that big. No. It's too big for their little cars. Uh, UPS and FedEx call that freight, and it becomes next day, and it's something like $400. <laughs> so then you, then I tried a courier, and uh, the courier said, oh, you know, we don't really do big stuff. We don't really do stuff out of the normal um, legal documents and medical records and stuff that we normally do on our routes. Right. So I'm... Then I'm uh, driving up the tollway, and I'm noticing this inventory of empty pickup truck beds. And, of course, then you look behind the wheel of each of those trucks, and you see these great guys, right? They look capable. They look like your buddy that you borrow your truck from. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I'm a big fan of the share economy because I use rideshare all the time. Right. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, this has to happen. And as we start looking at the marketplace, there's an incredible gap in that zero miles to 50 miles or anything larger than about a three by three by three box up to whatever fits in the back of a pickup truck. So, boom, it was at that point, everything mashed up together and uh, have not slept since. <laughs> How long has the service been running for? We put the first truck on the road in January of 2015. Uh, we went out and bought a pickup truck and decided to test the market ourselves. So for about two and a half, three months, drove around to understand what the market looked like while we started to develop our tech. And uh, we, uh, we released our apps in June of 2015. Mm-hmm. And uh, so now we've done a couple thousand runs around town, and uh, we're starting our expansion. And are you finding your customers are new customers? Are they repeat customers? We have everything from use it once to use it 20 times. And right. uh, 
you know, when we built the models, we said if a consumer would use at least one time per year, then, then the model would prove. Uh, what we found is significantly higher than that. We think it annualizes somewhere between two and four okay. for, just the, for the average consumer. Um, sure. Businesses, of course, do many, many more times than that. No, no, I mean, and that, that's exactly, I think there's a differentiation between me buying a once-off TV um, versus if I have a business and I've got to move stuff from point A to B, that I'm going to do many more times than the TV, which I'll hopefully will just buy once. That's right. Okay. Um, and then you, you talk about the technology. Did you develop the app yourself? Did you outsource it? What Was it painful, as with all well, these techs are? <laughs> well, it's, yeah, it's tech, so it's painful. Of course. But, so we started out with, uh, you know, we raised a little seed capital and decided we would go uh, outsource at least the proof of concept mm -hmm. uh, system. And we had just gotten started when I was talking to a friend and he said, hey, before you get too far down the road, you need to talk to my other friend right. who had just come off of a project. And, he, and so I met this guy and he was in California and he had just built, spent a year building exactly the back-end system that we needed. And we had already architected the front-end apps. So we met one Saturday, spent 12 hours around the table and... Um, we, he's now our CTO and our tech. We had an extreme acceleration for our technology by uh, basically merging up with their efforts. So okay. we have something like 14 working applications between the front end and the back end. So we have a full suite of technology that uh, probably accelerated us beyond what was even practical. And, and it was nice to be able to partner with the right people who've already done it. Why reinvent the wheel when you can exactly. just get, get together and hit the market running, right? Yeah, we just, we just got really extremely lucky. So we have architecture that we could not have built in that same amount of time. So we have a, we have a fairly robust system. So at this stage of the game, we have a lot of supply of drivers. Right. We have uh, a really strong, stable tech backbone. And now we're ready to layer on the customers. Okay, so let, let, let's talk kind of the customer experience for a second. Um, if I'm the customer, I downloaded the app. Um, take me through that process. What happens? Same as using a ride share, so uh, mm -hmm. you know you have an item. So uh, let's just let's use your TV example. Right. So you're at Costco, you buy the 60 inch TV, you know it won't fit in your Mini Cooper. Mm -hmm. So you download the app, you take a photo of the item, um, you put in the pickup location and where it's going to go for drop off. Uh, you then hit the button. Um, the closest available driver is contacted automatically through the system. And within, and we just tested this with an investor the other day. Within nine seconds, he got a phone call from the closest available driver, wow. who said, "Okay, well, I am about uh, twelve minutes away from you." So that is a. So then, you, basically, mm -hmm. between the hours of about nine a.m. and seven p.m., we, we work really hard to keep on demand. If it's beyond those the scope of those hours, it's a little bit harder. Sure. But typically, within twenty to forty minutes, you'll have a, a pickup truck at your location. Now, if we look from the driver's side, what happens? You've got your drivers out there. They've got this app on their phone, I'm assuming. Yes. Right, and then what happens? Uh, so they get uh, the image that you just took of that 60-inch television. Right. And that closest driver decides if he's available to take that. He looks at the location and, and where he's going, if he has enough time. Right. So he accepts the, uh, he accepts the run. 
and your your application updates so you see a photo of his truck gotcha. and, and an estimated time of arrival. So, uh, and as a work on on proximity, so the, the closest driver gets the message first. If they decline, it goes to the next person? That's correct, yes. Okay, so it's not like a bidding thing, whoever gets whoever hits the button fastest. No, it's, uh, it's, it's proximity because we want to be there fast. That makes sense. I mean, because you don't want somebody to accept who is 40 minutes away when there's someone perfectly able to, who just wasn't watching his phone, you know, for that split second. That's correct. Okay. Um, and from the drivers themselves, um, I, I like the way you describe them. They're good guys. Tell me how you vet your drivers and, you know, can we trust them? Uh, this is the most important thing. Okay, I'm a single mom, and uh, as I'm architecting this service, I'm thinking... I don't want to send anybody into a home that I wouldn't send into my own. Right. So, who are the people that we trust? You know, remember that old Sesame Street song, Who sure. are the people in your neighborhood? Mm -hmm. Well, we looked first to the military veterans and firefighters. These are our nation's heroes. These are guys who are already pre-vetted. So, they are far and away uh, a great population to begin with. Most of them drive pickup trucks. Uh, most of them have a lot of training in loading, securement. Uh, they're polite, they're kind, they're honest. And so we started with that group, and then we go through about a 30-point um, qualification process. Everything from how old is your truck, do you have tread on your tires, uh, what's your uh, driver's record, we, and we finally do a background check. But we actually meet every driver mm -hmm. before we put them on the road, which is different than a lot of rideshare services, because this is... This is not a technology play. This sure. is a service-oriented business that's enabled by technology. So we start first with the people who matter the most, and that is the person who's going to interface with our customer. That's the driver. So these guys, we, we thought we knew they would be good, but they are so great. These are awesome guys. Uh, we've got guys who've flown Air Force One. We've got guys who've done many, many tours in Iraq and Afghanistan. Uh, we've got Navy guys, Air Force guys, firefighters. Uh, it's a fun group of guys. They're, they're awesome to work with every day. And, and, and you've built that, and it's an instant trust thing because, you know, if, you've, if you, you know, if you would trust the fireman to come rescue you from a burning building, um, why would you not trust him to help you load something into the back of your truck like a TV? Exactly. So right. I like to say, I trust you with my life, I can trust you with my couch. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know, the, the two are slightly not the same, right? Um, and then will, will the driver kind of help you in terms of um, disassembling something or reassembling something? Is that an extra charge um, or is this not an option at all? Is it purely a delivery thing? Well, when we started out, we thought, okay, like all people doing tech businesses, well, how are we going to solve all these edge right. cases on point A and point B? And then we realized that these guys are natural problem solvers. So we said, let's take advantage of that. Because it's one thing to have someone drop something off. I mean, I had a patio set dropped off by Costco on a pallet in my driveway. <laughs> what am I going to do with that? <laughs> exactly. So, so the guys, basically, uh, it's generally one guy with one pickup truck. If you need two, we can send two. Mm. But that guy will come into the house, do whatever you need to do, uh, and the, the the pricing algorithm is per mile per minute. So once he lands, you're basically he's on the clock, so you can keep him all day. And we actually have customers who will who will just order our guys to their uh, either their warehouse or their home. Or mm -hmm. you know, interior designers use us a lot because our guys are careful, they're trusted, you know, they're strong. Right. So that you know that set of hands is almost more important than the truck. And, and that's that's to me that's the that's the big value here. It's that. To courier from point A to point B, yes, obviously there's a, need, there's a need for it. But it's going that extra additional step because 
if you're a single dad, a single mom, you're at home, now this thing arrives, and now you've got to go buy a toolkit just to put this thing together. Exactly. So, yeah, so the guys carry tools, they carry mm-hmm. moving equipment, they carry blankets, so they, they load, they secure, they'll unload, um, and they'll help as much as they can when they're there. All right, and then we're getting to the end. Now, let's talk financials. Kind of how you said customers get charged. Is it per minute and per mile? Tell me about the building model. Okay. The, uh, the minimum charge is $45. And if you're something like um, 5 to 10 miles and 15 minutes loading and unloading, <clears throat> that hits about the $45 uh, charge. Right. Uh, Dallas-Fort Worth happens to be a giant metro area, so sometimes we have customers who want to go all the way from Rockwall to Fort Worth. Right. So our average, uh, our average fare uh, ends up somewhere around $64, $65, uh, and then the customer uh, is encouraged to tip just because different, differently than a uh, rideshare service, mm-hmm. these guys are doing a lot of work. Sometimes there's heavy lifting, sometimes it's dirty work. Uh, so we encourage the customer to tip the guy. So the, the, the way to keep great guys behind the wheels of our trucks is to make sure that they make a good living. Absolutely. Rate. So... We, we encourage that. So our guys do tend to make uh, enough money that it makes good sense for them to, to stay on this on this job. And, and do you, are you finding the guys are doing this as an, like an extra cash thing, or can they make a real living out of this if they do this, take this seriously and be on call all the time? We've got both. Uh, okay. In the case of firefighters, you know, they're three days on, three days off. So yes. sometimes they just want to make a little extra cash. And, and for most of them, it's... Uh, more about the experience and the social experience than it is about the money, but they do make good money. Okay. Uh, so we have both. We've got some guys who do it full time, mm-hmm. and then we have some who just hop on one day a month or two days a month. So it kind of depends. I need to make my insurance payments, sure. so I'm going to hop on the grid and I'm going to make a couple runs, and I'm good to go. Uh, I need beer money, and let's do it. <laughs> that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and then with regards to the goods themselves, are they insured whilst they're in transit? Yes, of course. Uh, we. Um, We've got cargo insurance, so anything you put in the bed of that pickup truck up to twenty thousand dollars is mm-hmm. uh, is insured. Uh, I don't think we've moved anything that's above twenty thousand dollars. It's kind of hard to imagine. Yes, we moved a fifteen thousand dollar bicycle the other day. Uh, the fact that, that such a thing exists is actually scary yeah. in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, well, have, we cover the cargo, and then we also have umbrella insurance over the guys. Themselves. Right. What's the weirdest thing you think you guys would have moved? Uh, well, this. Weird, uh, we moved a small necklace. Uh, okay. <laughs> elderly client, she um, she needed, she wanted to send a, a gift to her friend about three blocks away. So our driver went to pick it up. She comes to the door. She hands him a little tiny box. Brilliant. Says, Here it is. And he's like, that's it? <laughs> yep, that's it. So, uh, yeah, move the necklace. That, that was a weird thing. Oh, I like it. I, I, look, hey, big and small, and it, the small could be just as valuable as the big these days. It's true, and, uh, and if you think about it, um, I would almost, in fact, I find all kinds of reasons to use our guys. I have them move small boxes, big boxes, but when you have the insurance on top of that, exactly. guy, and he's reliable, sure. and helpful, you know, you'll find all kinds of ways. It was, it's kind of like when we started using Uber. Mm-hmm. Uh, I never use a taxi in Dallas. I don't know about you. Exactly, exactly. Only you. I find all kinds of reasons why I need to use uh, a third-party service. You know, you know, even to go get French fries. <laughs> Any reason to get into that car? Yeah, exactly. Um, and then where the ser- the service is operating at the moment? Where? We 
we are operating now in the entire Dallas-Fort Worth metroplex, which happens to be about 9,600 square miles, which is enormous. Wow. So we've got uh, dozens and dozens of guys here in DFW. Uh, we have just expanded into Houston. Okay. So the, uh, the grid goes live, I think, March 1st. And that's our first expansion market, and we've got lots of markets beyond that. So. Which, which is the reason you haven't slept since January 2015. <laughs> yeah, so I'm thinking 2016 is going to be the same. Uh, just, just live with it. It is what it is. Just accept it. Um, all right, brilliant. And to people can get more information, how can they do that? Uh, pickupnow.com. Uh, you can get that there, and mm-hmm. you can see uh, more information about the service there. And it's available on Apple and Android. Yes, sir. Fantastic, brother. Thank you very much for taking your time and to educate us about this great new service. I can only see bigger and better things coming, and please keep us posted. Thank you. So there you have it, a great startup company in the Dallas-Fort Worth area that's relying on tech to provide an amazing service. So if you're one of those people who's not fortunate enough to drive one of these massive trucks, now you have a solution to get your parcels from point A to point B by a really good guy. Check them out and let me know what you think. And don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to check out the blog at thetechieguy.com. We have a YouTube channel as well. You can check that out. A lot of videos, a lot of cool stuff. And let us know. Give us some feedback. How are we doing? This is it for another episode of Talking Tech with The Techie Guy. Talking Tech with The Techie Guy, Liron Sege, who makes complex tech simple for all of us to understand.